Cody's right here, so. Oh, he topped Whoa. it. Whoa, Cody topped it. Okay. Go. Yeah. Dave Iron. Oh, he shanked it. Oh, look at that line, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy, is he on the sink. Welcome to the Bogey Boys podcast. You're joined here by Kevin and Mark, as always, and we've got a returning guest, Mr. Duncan McCarthy. How's it? How's things, brother? All good. All good. Thank you very much. Nice to see you boys again. Nice to see you too. Bit of a different backdrop to last time. We were all locked away last time. We had Christmas you on with the trees. Christmas trees. Now you've got a lovely backdrop there. Whereabouts are you? Portugal this week. Portugal lovely. Masters. Yeah. yeah. Nice spot. I must admit, yeah, lovely spot. Yeah. What's it like over there? What's it been like the week? Uh, it's been a good week, yeah. Um, we kind of it, it gets going tomorrow. Um, had a good day today. Um, yesterday afternoon, I fl- uh, landed um, late morning, so got there, had some lunch, and then we had the afternoon and what have you. So yeah, so far so good. It's a short week to um, fly back on Friday, but it's been good. Fly back on Friday? Is that like you're not hopeful of him making the cut, like, or you're just hopeful he is? He's, he's going to fly. No, it's exactly that. Yeah, I'm not hopeful he's going to make the cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck. Not paying for another two days hotel if you're going to shop it around. <laughs> Let's just be realistic. <laughs> I don't like false positives. <laughs> so um, obviously last time we had you on we just mentioned there the lockdown was in and obviously the, the freedoms that we've got now back to, to play and it's nice it's nice to have we're out playing golf and I know you've been travelling around so give us a bit of insight as to what's been going on since last time we had you on Dunk yeah I mean we're just saying it's like Christmas last time it's flown by it's, it's unbelievable actually um, there's been it's been a mixture you know I mean you have certain successes with certain players that a lot of people have heard about, but then equally, you've got players who are struggling as well, um, and you're trying to support them as best you can. Um, I mean, even just today alone, I, I wouldn't ch- I love my job to bits, but um, you know, I kind of get up and I'm like that. Ah, I want to go to the gym, so you go to the gym. I had a call with an Italian lad who's in South Africa this week, and then go up to the golf, get some breakfast, shoot up to the golf club, have majority of the day with Marcus, come back home, got a call with another South African in Florida. Um, he's at home this week. And then I've got a call with another South African who's in South Africa competing this week. Um, and, like, and then I'm texting an Irish guy um, who's in Ireland. I'm texting another South African lady who's based in Florida. And he's kind of juggling as much as you can and trying to give the best of yourself to them. Yeah. It's, I won't change it, but yeah. So, Definitely. And what- a lot of South African work going on. Yeah, I've just been, it's, it's wonderful. I've just been given the key, the key to Johannesburg, which is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Honorary South African. <laughs> yeah, they don't know it yet, but yeah. yeah. Um, no, yeah, it's, um, yeah, there is quite a few at the moment. He's kind of spun off some work that I started doing with a player through his coach. Um, and uh, yeah, it's kind of gone from there, really. It's flown from there. So it's, yeah, it's good. Keeps me on my toes, but you sort of sat in your place going hold on what's the time here right what's the time back home because I need to check uh, with yeah. the family and then you go right so I've got him in South Africa right, they're two hours ahead then I've got them there they're five hours behind and this and that is, so I'm pretty good at uh, time juggling at the moment yeah so, definitely and then you mentioned there obviously with Marcus that's who you're out with there with this, this week uh, yeah. talk to us about his big win obviously he had his uh, breakthrough European tour winner emotional mm-hmm. scenes at the end as well we've all seen it on Sky Sports yeah. talk us through that old journey and obviously what what, what happened there this year? Uh, I mean, that was, you know, that seems like ages ago. Um, I mean, it has, those who know me or Marcus 
know know how far back we go. Um, yeah. We've got a long history together um, on off relationship, um, but there's a lot of a lot of respect between each of each of us and a lot of love. Um, and that was coming. That was definitely coming. And I remember sort of saying to him, "Did the day that you stop trying to win is the day that you win." And um, he was doing a lot of good stuff, and and that was the culmination of a lot of the amount of times that lad behind closed doors finds a way to come and see you at any time in the morning or late at night. Um, he'll chop and change, he'll do whatever. It's that's just the culmination of all those things that people don't see. Yeah. Um, his desire to get better. Um, he's still got a long way to go. If I'm honest with him. Um, I'm honest with you guys, and, and I'm honest with him. Um, we had a very honest discussion last week back at home uh, about a few things that he needs to improve if he wants to go to the next level. Um, but yeah, the win was awesome. It was, God, I remember where I was now. Um, I was having a meeting with one of our corporate partners um, and I was in the room with uh, CEO, MD and general manager. And I was, I pulled up early and I, was, I put it on my phone. Um, I was watching it on Sky. And I'm like, oh no, damn. There's a few expletives. I'm like, oh, I've got, I need to go into this meeting. I can't believe I'm going to miss it, but it's like, oh, I've got to do it. So I got one in a meeting and um, we're, we're there and I'm in full flow chatting. And Greg, who's in the meeting with us, he says, uh, sorry, to, sorry to stop you, Dunk. Marcus has won. I've just been checking it on the leaderboard and I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh. and luckily I know Joe, general manager and Steve well, and they know um, that I work with Marcus and everything. And I was like, right, um, wow. And I could feel it brewing inside me, this emotion. Yeah. Tears just came out proper. And then Joe bless her, she said, you know what? We'll give you the room for five, 10 minutes. Don't just give you a bit of time to take it in. And I just sat and I was just shaking my head and I had tears come in. Like calm tears, tears, obviously happy tears, but it was more that, Jesus, the journey we've had. Um, it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> And then about 10 minutes later, I'm like, ah, geez, I've got to get back to this meeting. Where was I? <laughs> <laughs> Switch yeah. back on. Yeah. It's what, probably what you teach your players, though, isn't it? Switching on and switching off. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's not, to be fair, you've got a job to do. And it's like, right, switch that off. That's it. I'll deal with that later. So you stick it in your buckets, as I say, organize your buckets and go out. I'll deal with that bucket later, but I've got to deal with this now. Um, so we did that. And then the next, uh, after that meeting, actually, I drove down to London because I was staying over to pick him and Harry up from London City Airport because we'd planned anyway, regardless of the win, to go down to St George's to do two days prep. Right. So that was still in the, on the cards. But I said to him, look, mate, why don't we cancel the second day? I'll pick you up. We'll go down, do one round. We've seen it then. I'd seen it a few times before anyway to let me explain the amateur event there. Um, so we went down, did that, and I picked him up and he landed, came through the doors at London City and stood there and sure. Boom! Brilliant. Massive, massive bear hug. Um, it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. And then that day, to be fair, I mean, Harry's like, he's good at what he does, but even he got to St. George's and there. Uh, so, oh, in fact, I'll tell you this bit. We pull up to St. George's, Royal Golf Club, prestigious, everything, all that. Yeah. Lock up in the car park, I've driven. Marcus is in his trackie and his hoodie and everything because he's flown, obviously. Harry's in whatever. Trackies, I think, as well. So we get there and I'm like, oh, you know what? I don't normally do this, but I just pulled the car up in the member's car park because it was right there. I was like, I'm just, it is what it is. Um, so I pull it up. Them two, with members around, 
get the suitcases right. out, start getting changed in the members' car park. It <laughs> down to the pants. I'm stood there going, I'm uncomfortable already parking the car here, and now you're in your undies. <laughs> You've got bloody Jeffrey walking past you, he's 95, going, bloody hell, what's going on here? He's like, course European Open, course European Open winner. <laughs> yeah, and then we got into the first tee and Harry's like I'm taking a trolley I'm not carrying I'm taking a trolley yeah yeah, yeah so it was back to reality. well that was that's one question I was going to ask sorry Kev was you going to no I was just going to say talking about um, obviously all the listeners know the journey that you've been on with Marcus so like that would just be such a, an amazing story for them to hear and yeah. I read the thing about Marcus saying that before his win and the practice round he'd never lost so many balls you were saying when he stops trying to win, he's going to win. So it's like, obviously, if you lose that many balls, you're obviously not thinking about the W, are you? Yeah, well, he had no option to win because he needed you to make money back to get some more balls. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> that was it, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. No, it's, it's amazing, though. You, you talk about that or anything else. When you're a high performer, you've got to be very careful of setting expectations versus standards and expectations. If you set them up there, anything below that's disappointment. Yeah, and and people get misled, I think, because they think, oh, I should have a high expectation of myself, and I'm like, no, you shouldn't. You should have high standards for yourself, and that's very different. Yeah. So when Marcus went into that week, he wasn't doing anything particularly great. He was okay with everything, but that's sometimes quite a nice place to be in because there's no expectations, but you're not necessarily doing anything really, really bad. So I can joke about how many balls he lost and all that. It doesn't mean that he's playing bad golf. If it was in practice rounds, he'll have been testing stuff. And I've been in a practice round where um, at Birkdale at the Open when Rory was playing a practice round with my brother. And he's hitting the ball into rough on purpose yeah. to see where it bounces and what it's like, the rough and what have you. So, yeah, he could have lost balls by testing certain lines and stuff like that. Um, but it's interesting. You go in there with no expectations and you go and do your job well as in the process of it all, the shot decision-making, um, the performance part of the routine, the acceptance, the switching off in between shots. You do those things well, and you put a few good moves on it and roll a few puts in. Before you know it, you're in contention, and then you're like, oh, I quite like this. And then you go, oh, I've just finished it off. So, yeah, he didn't go in with any expectations, but he was doing a lot of good things before that that you can't, you don't win at the top level without doing good things. Yes. Yeah. And how does how does it work with your relationship with him then when obviously he's, he is in contention and he, he's going for tournaments? Do you have a conversation with him like before or do you just leave him to it? Is your work done pre-tournament? No, no, my work goes on. Yeah. Um, it goes on. God, earlier this year, I forget what event it was, he rang me um, and I wasn't in a session and I answered it and uh, he's like, hey mate, you all right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my head scrambled dunks. I'm like, where are you? He's like, and I asked that question because I'm like, have I got the times wrong here? Is he on the tee? And he, he just says, I'm walking to the first tee now. I'm on the tee in two minutes. I needed to ring you. I'm just mad stumbled. It's all over the place. And I'm like, right, okay. Um, why? And he's like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, right. Well, we can't do anything about that right now. So one of your strengths is splitting things up. Let's deal with that after. But right now, let's go to the things that we know. Go and execute them well and go out there so no it doesn't finish on Wednesday night it continues um, but I never know what's going to come because I might am I going to get a player I see the name on my phone when a player rings but am I going to get a player who's hacked off am I going to get a player who's okay in a decent place or really happy or what or 
so I don't know what's coming. And then he manages to give me the most unbelievable situations. It's frightening. It's like, right, you've got two minutes to sort my head out before I get off. And you're like, all right, cheers, mate. Nice one. <laughs> cheers for that. Make sure he catches you in a good mood then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got no option. Imagine you didn't. You, you wonder why I've got ever, nothing up top. <laughs> have you ever been in a situation? Obviously, that might be a, a one-off, but where like you couldn't get to your phone. Like, if you obviously, if you think of Marcus on the tee in ten minutes, you're not expecting a phone call, are you? No, no. And that's just. I, I used to be. Um, I used to not obsess with my phone because I don't obsess over it. But I used to feel as though I always had to be on call for a place. Yeah, I see, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. part of my know, growth development as a person and a coach is if I've got my phone on me and they just so happen to ring and I can do it, then I'll do it. And if I can't, well, I'm sorry, but I've got my boundaries as well. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to think if you spoke to any of my players, that they'd all acknowledge, do you know what? He's good. He's good at getting back to me. He's on it. Yeah, because yeah, the, the lad, that, just a little bit off subject, but sort of on it, the lad that I get lessons off, he's like one of my good mates as well. And I text him about all sorts all the time. And I was like, sorry, I'm, I'm scrambling. You're ready to go golfing. You've got the kids up, but whatever you do. And he's like, listen, you're probably the, and you're one of my best mates. You're probably the, the least that I get it. He's like, I get texts at four in the morning, people on eBay looking for clubs, asking me what to, to use. <laughs> and he's like, what the yeah. fuck? That's brilliant. And it can be relentless for your phone. Yeah, it, it can be. It's so convenient, but one thing I think we've all got to learn in whatever job we're in or even just for life is that discipline to put it down and not be beholden to it Yeah, because it, it plays too much of a role in our lives. It's, it's an amazing piece of kit, but sometimes it, it, it deprives, of us, deprives us of better relationships. It, it can dictate your moods as well, can't it? You know what I mean? You, you look at it, you see certain things or something's happening and you're looking yeah. at things, it can, it can make or break your day, can't it? Oh, massively. I read, a, I read a thing this morning about um, he's had a head-on collision. He's gone out of his life in a car. And I'm reading it. And then I've gone into reading these comments about it. Type thing. I'm like, these, these idiots, they're on another planet. We're what yeah. on about. But, and I thought afterwards, I thought, oh, my God, I could have got sucked into that. If, I was, if it was, a, I don't know, a footballer and I, and I liked that footballer and they were going on about this and that, I'm like, wow, you can get pulled away from what you're actually doing yeah. before. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I think we spoke last time when you said, like, if a young player gets the phone out, you'll just cancel the meeting or, like, just yeah. just won't do your job. I'm not doing mine if you're not giving it your full attention. Um, it's not a personal thing or an ego thing of you need to give me your undivided attention, but it's just, yeah. a, it's just a respect and an acknowledgement of, I want to get better because I, I only want to work with players who want to get better and yeah, not come to the table or something. Well, talk, talking about getting better, then obviously it must it must be a distraction for Marcus winning a tournament. So how do you? I wouldn't say bring them down because you don't want to bring them down. But how does how does that impact a player once they've had that W and had that win for the rest of the season? Is a job done or and a goals reassessed? How, what what happens after the win? Yeah, that day that I was on about before at Royal St George's, um, it was perfect, perfect timing. It was just the three of us out on a lovely golf course. Not really doing much. We were just trusting what our eyes saw anyway on the course. We weren't taking major notes, nothing like that. But Marcus actually said to me, it's just what I needed. It's just what I needed. Just get away from it all. Because you can imagine you win a European tournament. Everybody wants a piece of you. You're getting yeah. messages off people you haven't spoken to in 15 years, but they've hung on to your number for that long. 
and you know you're like geez man social media goes crazy European tour wants bits of you and all this and actually phones went away you just appear us just enjoying a bit of time um, so that was perfect but then after that and we actually spoke about this last week he won't mind me saying this it's actually not been a great year uh, all right he's, all right he's in DP world fair enough but he was in that last year he's won great but actually he was consistent last year he's consistently up there he's he's had a lot of 30 to 50 place finishes which some people would be like yeah but it's making cuts it's like but we're not playing this game to make cuts we're playing this game to get better at what we do um, yeah. so it's actually not been great but we've had a I can't, I can't go into the details of it but it, you, you almost win and it gives you that security of, oh, okay, I've got the rest of this year, I've got next year. And you you lose sight of your goals a little bit. So I kept reminding him of them and saying, you know, we need to get back to this and da-da-da. It's very hard sometimes when you've got a little bit of a bit of a security blanket in. We always spoke about Marcus has had to go that way before he goes that way again. Yeah. And he's really, really good when he feels at rock bottom. And then he produces his best. He's, a, he's, a, he's as good as anyone up against the wall. But I said to him, I said, this is a new thing now. You're here, not here. And we now got to go there again. We've got to have an upward spiral again, but not from rock bottom, from halfway up. Yeah. And, and he was like, yeah, it's new, it's new. So we're chipping away. We're chipping away at that and making sure that we kick on from the win because people are, you know, like, like now, we're still speaking about the win and it's very easy for him to get sucked into, yeah, yeah, I won. It's like, yeah, but you won a long time ago, mate. We actually haven't done a lot since. Yeah. Um, so it's just getting back into those good habits and minding ourselves of the bigger picture. I know exactly how he feels, to be honest. I set a load of goals and then shot 66, conquered all my goals in one go and then just lost sight. Thought I, thought I was on the European tour. Exactly yeah. is a bit of a statement, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't won a European tour. I know exactly how he feels. <laughs> he has in his head. Exactly how he feels. <laughs> How did it feel winning that Wednesday Stableford? Was it good? It was a pro event. <laughs> <laughs> Smoked the pros. Three under. Thought yeah, I had true. it. That's I cool just realised that. Honestly, it actually, I lost my head though. Like I went, stopped practising and everything and I thought I had it. Really though. And I just lost my goals proper. Like you're saying. Yeah. And that's where, you know, like, they're not for everyone, but you, you, in, in my book anyway, you, you have your outcome goals, your bigger picture, the things that you're working towards. And that that drives your motivation, your inspiration to go out and do it. But then more importantly, I think we need process goals, things that we're going to do every day. Yeah. And they're almost where our standards are important. What standards do we expect of ourselves every day? Um, and you meet those daily. Your goals to take care of themselves. But even without outcome goals, and you still meet your standards daily, you're still going to progress. And that's massively important. Is that so? Um, you kind of you look at it and you go, okay, process over outcome all day long, all day long. Outcome are nice, but your process is important. So you achieved your out- outcome goals, but it, but you forgot about the daily. You forgot Literally. about when you need to churn away on a daily basis. Literally, like I look, got my score, got the, a win, eh, like got my handicap down, and then I forgot about like me alignments and me like like me pain and like do you know the actual forgot about golf? Didn't forgot you? about <laughs> golf, man. I just honestly, I was playing the Masters and everything. <laughs> 
we went to open qualifying because he got to scratch. We went to open qualifying and Kev was like, there's no way I'm not going to St. George. I was like, I'm at St. George. He's like, already in my head. I was gone. Cool, uh, on the first tee with Marcus. <laughs> yeah. That's it, yeah. <laughs> That's class. Yeah. It is, yeah, it's easily done. You've got to remind yourself of that. It's good to have, I, I can hold myself accountable for it and be like, that's what happened and like that's not going to happen again. Do you know what I mean? It's a lesson. Yeah, so that's all you can do with the past. Take the lessons with you, move yeah. forward, and and you know that you've taken lessons from the past with you when you see the when you see the evidence in your actions. Yeah, We're talking about majors there, then Dunk. Um, obviously, you spoke about the Open there, but you went over to the US Open as well. So talk us about that whole experience. Was that the, was that your first US Open working? Was it? Yeah, it, it, I'd never been to a US Open even as a spectator. Okay. Um, it was awesome. Um, I have to say, it's, it's impressive. Um, I mean, we've gone from, just trying to think now, that was in June. Yeah, there was no there was no spectators in Europe so we, for, for a long time. Yeah. So we'd gone over there, flew into LA, um, got a driver down to uh, Torrey Pines near San Diego, got there and... What a spot, what a spot, all of my days. Um, it was superb, but, and I think I'm pretty good at this, I embrace how blessed you are to go to these places, but there's a job to do. Yeah. And the job's the same. It doesn't matter where you are, the job's exactly the same. Um, yeah, um, the, the job's exactly the same. Prepare the player, get them in the right headspace for the tournament coming up. Make sure that we're clear on the game plan, etc. Um, and go do it. And nothing changes for me. All right. All of a sudden, you're surrounded by the best names in golf. You're at the US Open, and it all sounds lovely. But you go about your business, and you do it the same as you would any other day. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Does 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 the game plan change at all in the sense of you are playing against the best players in the world? So do you need to do anything different, or do you just believe in yourself that you earned your place there? Um, there's a bit of that, a bit of, you know, actually acknowledge what you've done to get here. Um, but also, the, you're not playing against those players. They're in the same field as you. They can't stop you playing well. So if you're playing against 155 Tiger Woods, then you're 156. Don't get me wrong, the competition is going to be high. Yeah. But the, those 155 Tiger Woods can't stop you playing good golf. That's it. So if your attention's on who you're surrounded by, you're going to lose sight of what you're there to do and you won't do it as well. But if you acknowledge and embrace it and go, yes, this is the environment I want to be in, great. Right, now let's get back to my job and how I do it best. That's when you're on a, a, a course to improve and develop and progress. Yeah, the, the reason I asked that is just because obviously we've seen over the years, I know Tiger's a special talent, is nearly as different to everybody else, but you see it time and time again, and Tiger's record of a Sunday when he's leading the tournament, he goes and gets the job done and, and he wins. So it's just whether players' players' perception of playing in those tournaments change because of the field. Yeah, it can do. It can do massively, and it'll have an impact because at the end of the day, you're not... There's one side of it where you... The US Open course is set up brutal. Yeah. But there's still a fair way in a green. You've just got to be, you've got to execute good golf shots and you've got to be on it with course management. Um, and from a mental standpoint, you've got to, your acceptance levels have got to be so high. Um, and the clarity of the task that you're trying to do has got to be impeccable. Um, but you can be. 
influenced by it without realising it. At the end of the day, it's a major championship. It's something you've aspired to play in majors. Um, and you want to be in those fields. So, yeah. And, and sometimes if I see a player being like that, I'll give them a day just to go and embrace it and soak it all up. And then be like, when we wake up tomorrow, can we be on our job, please? It's um, it's interesting because we had a, lad, a young lad, Daniel Croft, who was on the, qualified for the Open, and he was like, he was there, like, and Bryson was in the changing rooms, and like Brooksy was on the range, and like, do you know what I mean? Like, Spieth was there, and he's like, starstruck all over the place, and it's you get swept away by the moment, and more thinking, I'm, you're, you're happy that you're there instead of being, what are we doing here? Like, let's 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 play it. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah, absolutely, and that happens so much. It's it's one of those. If it's your first major or something like that, or your first ever championship as a British player, I, I think the optimum is a fusion of both. Arrive a day early, soak it all up, go for a walk around, get used to being on a chipping green next to a world top 10 player or on a range. Do all that in the day, soak it all up, Let get that out of your system, so to speak and then go about your business and prepare well. So if you want to do that, it's fine. Or you can just turn up and go, do you know what? I'm going to take it as it is. It's my first ever Open. I don't care about what I score for my preparation. I'm just going to go put my name down with this player. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Fine. You've got there. You can make that choice. Or you turn up and you're like, actually, I want to make the most of this. I want to shoot numbers. I want to make the cut if it's your first one. And then I want to see how well I do it the weekend. Then you get your head down. I, I guess everyone's different that's it at the end of the day it's it's just a golf course isn't it you're going out to do the exact same thing as you say it's set up slightly harder than the US Open or the Open notoriously like brutal when it's fast and all this sort of thing but at the end of the day it's a golf course and if you can get that sort of mentality you can go out and play on any of them can't you yeah, yeah. the game doesn't change yeah. The size of the hole doesn't change. There's always a fairway. There's always a green. There's always hazards. There's always obstacles out there. Um, you're going to get punished for bad shots. You're going to get uh, rewarded for good golf shots. If you see it like that, you get on with your job. But yeah. unfortunately, we're humans, and sometimes emotions get the better of us, and we get swept along. Yeah. And you spoke earlier there about a number of different South Africans that, that you're working with, one in particular, Eric Van Ruyen. How did that come about? That, um, that was at the Open. Um, we were still, in fact, the week before I was at the Scottish Open, and that was the first week that we um, had fans back at the events. But, I went. Uh, oh, did you? you yeah, I was, the, I was at the Scottish on the Sunday, yeah. I went down on the Sunday, got tickets, and went and watched ah. it. Oh, quality. Beautiful spot there. Yeah. Uh, so, obviously, spectators were there, but we had to, we've been doing it all year, actually. You have to test, COVID test, to get into the tournament bubble, as they call it. Yeah. So then, when you're in the bubble, you've been having to stay in um, certain hotels, which are exclusive and all this and everything, and, and you have to do a, I'm still doing it now, a daily health check, symptoms checker and what have you. Uh, anyway it always goes on so when you're in the bubble you have to stay in the bubble so Scottish Open was the first week where we because we're in the bubble we had to walk inside the ropes so because if we were outside we're out the bubble mixing with people and testing and and it sounds like oh wow that's awesome being in the ropes it's like well Actually, I'm in the ropes anyway because I'm working with the players. But one thing I don't like being is inside the ropes with the spectators who paid money to go watch. 
So then you end up kneeling down and it's so awkward. And the open, we had to do the same, stay in the ropes. And that's even worse because you've got God knows how many thousands of fans watching. And you're stood there and you're like, you do not want to be here. But one of the benefits to that was that you meet other coaches because they've got to stay in the ropes as well. Yeah. So on Saturday, Marcus was paired with JC Ritchie, a South African player. And I was just stood by the first team and introduced myself to this guy. And I said, oh, are you with JC? And he's like, yeah, yeah, uh, Doug. And I said, oh, Duncan, nice to meet you. And then we're off. We were just chatting. And we we're just chewing the fat. And um, at the end, I really enjoyed the conversation. Doug said he enjoyed it. And he said, do you mind if I take your number? And it's a couple of... Uh, I might, might be in contact with a couple of players. So anyway, a week later, he contacted me and he said, oh, one of my players, Eric, um, he's been struggling with this. He's 139 in the FedEx. Um, he really needs some help. He's got two weeks, basically, when he gets back to save his card. And um, that was it. Yeah, that was it. It kind of came about like that. So, yeah. And we know, we know obviously what happened from there. 139 straight into the Tour Champ. So talk through the whole journey then, if you can. Uh, yeah, I mean, first and foremost, he's a class act. He's a player, seriously good. Um, but as a person, top draw. Yeah. Top, what a pleasure to spend time with and speak to a really, really classy individual. Um, and yeah, I mean, he was, he was where, he, where he was. I just cut straight to it. And I said, let's face it, you've got eight rounds of golf to save your PJ Tour card. And he was like, yeah. And I think he respected the honesty, just cut through it all and let's identify what we've got to achieve here. And then we broke it down. We went into some stuff that we've just been struggling with a little bit um, from a mental standpoint. He's got a great team around him. So he's doing all the good stuff. And it, he was just missing that final ingredient, just something to unlock it all and let it just flow. Yeah. Um, so it's almost like a blocked pipe my job is just to get rid of the blockage. It wasn't yeah. them. Uh, it wasn't the way his pants hugged around his ankles, was it? That was blocking it. <laughs> I just told him to buy a pair of scissors. Cut them, <laughs> Boom! Pipe unblocked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, I tell you, I've got to say, he pulls them off. Yeah, he does. No, he does. He's, yeah, he's, da- he's he's a dapper dresser. I'll give him that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, we were just honest about it. We we treated it as a mini season. Um, acknowledged what he was already doing really well because uh, the people are surrounded by a class and very good at what they do and my job was just to unlock it um, and we found certain little ways to unlock it for him in a simple work fashion because he didn't have any time to work on a um, to work on something that was going to take a while because he was out the next week so it was like right we're going to get something that we can implement quick um, so he, he took it all on board he took it all on board and obviously he went out and but he won. Yeah. Was it first week that he won, was it? Yeah. So we started working the week before. Um, he was at home. Um, he implemented a few things at home in Florida. And then um, we spoke for a fair amount of times. Uh, well, that week before, we had six hours, I think, on FaceTime. Um, two hours sessions um, on the Monday, Wednesday and Thursday. Um, and then he went and then we spoke through the week. And yeah, was, yeah, it was... Well, I mean, it was an amazing way to start, but I was thinking after, oh, what? You don't expect to win every week now, does it? <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you implementing, like, the mind or strategy there when, when you're talking to him over the over the FaceTimes? 
it's from, so from it's basically how he's thinking and um, taking ownership of the emotions that he's feeling understanding them why they trigger at certain times and giving him simple simple tools to stop them going out of control like they were to keep him more on what I call the neutral line so we don't get carried away with emotions yeah. um, and then accepting the outcome of any shot basically um, and we did some work on that he implemented it straight away he's, he is quality just going I get you I'll go do it and he does it he's really good at that so yeah, that's what you want to know. Definitely yeah, what you absolutely. want, yeah. yeah 100%. And we've, we've talked there about obviously the success stories and obviously how everything's, everything's up, but obviously you've got a lot of players in your stable, haven't you? So I imagine yeah. there's, there's a number of players that are struggling. So how, how do you manage with the, the highs and the lows of the job? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good question. And, you know, it, who doesn't like talking about successes in the work or in life? Bloody hell, we're surrounded by it on Instagram and Twitter. It's all he comes on about. Yeah. But the fact is that in my job, yeah, people just say, oh, you did well with Sansa, you did well with Sansa. Yeah, I did. But actually, my job still continues. So Eric wins on a Sunday, Marcus wins on a Sunday. I'm still dealing with calls on a Monday, going, struggling, really struggling. And I've got, I'm on loads of different journeys. I'm on my journey, but I'm on loads of different journeys with players. And some are doing well, some are doing bad, some are kind of in the middle, some are lost, some are getting there. They're all at different stages of the journey. So I'm dealing with someone who's high, someone who's low, and it, it just carries on. So, yeah, as much as we talk about successes, some players have found it hard. Um, it's part of the journey. Um, it makes you stronger if you've got the right people around you, gets you back on track. So, yeah, it continues. It's not all, it's not all wins and success. Right. I know you were saying there, like, like Eric got his a win, and obviously that kept us talk hard. But was it the win that made you more happy, or was it the actual keeping of the talk hard? So if you had someone that came and like they were missing the cut all the time, and you got them to make the cut, and the, the, the consistency went better, do you take that as a bigger win than actually just someone winning? That's a great question. Um, I've never thought of it like that. Um, I mean, geez. You take a lot of satisfaction and you're proud of the player for winning, especially on PJ Tour. And equally, keeping his card was the number one job. It was yeah. not to win before the end of the year. Uh, you know, I was ultimately brought in not just to keep his card and then that's it done. It was to keep his card and then kick on to better stuff. But yeah, I think keeping your card, that was the goal. And we yeah. achieved that. And we achieved it through winning. Yeah. So the winning was a nice added bonus. But if he'd have finished top 10 and he'd have gone to whatever, kept his card, we'd have still been proud. That's it, yeah. yeah. I suppose the one, the one thing about winning as well, uh, books are placing the Masters next year. So the question is, will you be travelling over there? Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to give a lot. Do you want a, a couple of partners? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we will definitely carry your suitcase if you want us to. Yeah. I, carry I, can't, you. I can't. I've already got a holiday booked. I'd already booked holiday that way. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> no, I genuinely, we, we're, um, we've got an end of season. Um, I spoke to him today, actually. But he's managing uh, books us all into an end of season team review. Yeah. In uh, when is it? Uh, the week I'm in D- uh, DP World in two weeks. So we're talking about schedule and stuff like that. So to be honest with you, it's his call. Um, if he wants me out there, I'm easy. Don't get me wrong. I ain't booking anything else in that week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's free week. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. So, I, God, of course, I'd love to be out there. Um, but I come back to it. I've got a job to do, and if it's from at home, I'll do it as well as I would do from there. So, but yeah, it's, it's pre- pretty cool having four majors on your calendar as a golfer. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, definitely. What's What's the future? Just same of the same as same as going forward. Just keep on the long, yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, I've got a long time ago. I set twenty two goals. Um, for me as a coach and as a mental coach and I've got eight of them left I'd like to think I'll have seven left at the end of the year um, but sounds like oh wow you're well on your way to achieving it I ain't I am but I'm not those yeah. seven are big um, so I have to make sure that I keep coming to the table as a better better version of myself than I was yesterday um, I'm under no illusions that I'll have good days and bad days um, I don't want to be the same coach in a year as I am now I want to be a better version of it um, I've got to keep giving my best to the players um, I've got a job to do um, so yeah it is it's business as usual um, and you just keep giving 100% to those that you're working with and that's it and supporting them directing them instructing them as your best as you feel best um, and then roll, roll, roll from there really it's yeah it's exciting times I'm looking forward to it um, but, yeah, so good. it's good I was, I was just going through a couple of our podcasts trying to get like the highlights of, of um, boss things that people have said you know like tips and like you know, any sort of advice. And uh, I was going through your one and, and you said, I don't care about what you want to do on your good days. I want to see you what you do on your bad days. And that was something that's like resonated quite hard at me as well because it's it's easy when you're flying, in it? Like like Mark was saying, we're going to gym at half six. It's easy when you're in a good frame of mind, but getting out of there with like a tinge of a hangover or when it's cold and raining, it's, it's, too, it's impossible nearly. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's hard and... You look at it and you like, use a workout as an example. If on your good days you're going to do a real full workout and you work hard in the gym, wonderful, that's great. But if on your worst day you still arrive at the gym and you do something, I don't care what it is, as long as it's not sitting steamy, but as long as it's something, then that's well done. Yeah. You still turned up. You still turned up and um, it might not have been your best. And as long as you don't have too many days like that, the odd one where you're still turning up and you're going on a treadmill for 10 minutes, that's 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 well done. I'll, I'll applaud that. Well, today's a prime example for me for that because I, um, I missed Monday, Tuesday sessions. And if I miss a Wednesday, that's me done for the week. There's not a chance Thursday, Friday. If I haven't done them first days, I'm going to get in the gym. So I got myself up this morning and thought, if you don't go today, you're not going for the rest of the week. And I got myself in. So I know I'm set for the week now, but that's just a mindset thing, isn't it? It is, and everybody like like that that you share that Mark, is it's a trigger to you. That if you you know that you're, that's an understanding of yourself and how you work, and and it's making sure that you keep adhering to that. So you know that your key is Wednesday, or those first few sessions, then the rest of it's going itself. And I know that if, if I have a clear plan for the upcoming day, the night before. So I go to bed knowing what I'm doing the next day, not for every hour and every minute, but a good idea of this is what I need to get done. Then, and, and I, even if I plan to go for a run in the morning or go to the gym, and I get my gym kit out ready, I know that I've got a much higher chance of doing it and having a, a helpful, positive, productive day than if I don't have a plan. 
and I don't get my gym kit out and I just get up. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a perfect thing that because I was scrambling around with the, with the light on my phone this morning trying to find my gym shorts at half six. <laughs> I, Kev sent me a I can't believe you did it with nippies on your head. That's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Every morning, right? I set me alarm for five forty-five. Wake up like that one eye. Text him saying, "I'm up. You're going to gym. Go back to sleep till five past six. And then if I've got a text off him at six when he wakes up saying he's up, I'll get up. But if I don't have a text, I'll stay in bed. But then he texts me while well, he's still in bed as well. So then it's like we tricking each other, and we get there at half six, and we're like, "You were in bed, wasn't you?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "So was I." <laughs> like, like a game. We like. Psychologically, like, man, fuck each other to get, to get up. <laughs> Do something good for ourselves. I can't believe you've said that. All you had to do was roll over together and you'd see each other. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, but look, it's um, great to catch up with you as always, mate. Um, yeah, so you're fantastic season you've had there, obviously, from when we spoke to you last time to where you are now. Obviously, you go, like you said there, your goals that you've hit, carry on it in them and seven to go, eight to go, is it? Seven to go. Yeah, eight, eight at the moment, but hopefully eight. on the 21st of November, seven. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, listen, when you've completed all them eight, we'll get you back on. Yeah, I look forward to speaking to you in 35 years. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, mate. No, loved it, honestly. And uh, thanks for taking the time. Appreciate it as always. Anytime, um, Anytime. Yeah, and enjoy this week as well. Obviously, best of luck to Marcus as well, Opie. That's, that's win number two over the line. That'd be nice. Cap off a great season. Correct. That will be nice. Yeah, I appreciate it, boys. Anytime. No enjoy, worries. Enjoy Cheers. chatting to you. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Thanks. Thank you.